1: Still there, brave reporters witnessing history.
2: Our hotel is under lockdown. I would be lying if I said I know how I'm getting out. Are they at risk?
1: And the hero Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden, exclusive. What he's saying today about the fall of Kabul. Then, Crocodile Daddy, the dad who leaped into the tank to save the woman while his wife and kids watched. Plus, mask shortage
3: do we have enough masks to deal with the growing surge in covid cases
4: and first day jitters the nation's second largest school district heads back to school and she married her brother's accused killer. Not your typical relationship. After he
1: served 32 years in prison.
5: Why this guy? Why the guy who spent 32 years behind bars for murdering your brother?
1: Then Lizzo in tears.
4: It hurts so hard.
1: Why the singer is so upset. Now Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
3: Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi, and today for Deborah, the images out of Afghanistan are shocking the world. Now that the Taliban has taken control of the capital city of Kabul, people are so desperate to escape. Some are trying to grab onto planes as they take off. Even journalists still in Afghanistan, risking their lives to cover the story, can't believe what they're seeing.
5: SHOCKING SCENES OF DESPERATION AND CHAOS IN AFGHANISTAN ARE BEING SEEN AROUND THE WORLD. CAN'T BELIEVE MY EYES, SAYS THE MAN WHO SHOT THIS VIDEO OF PEOPLE CLINGING TO AN AMERICAN CARGO JET AS IT TAKES OFF. MACHINE GUN FIRE COULD BE HEARD AS THOUSANDS OF PANIC STRICKEN AFGHANS STORM THE AIRPORT they battled their way onto civilian planes, which took off with hundreds of passengers jammed inside. One air traffic controller marveled as a pilot ferried 800 people to Dubai in a plane designed for 150. Eight yeah, hundred people on your jet?
4: Holy cow.
5: There were more scenes of panic as night fell, and thousands more fought to get on any plane going anywhere. Caught in the maelstrom are reporters for American TV networks, including courageous women like CBS News correspondent Roxana Saberi.
3: For security reasons, our hotel is under lockdown at the moment. That's why I'm speaking to you from my room. The situation outside is very volatile.
5: I spoke to PBS correspondent Jane Ferguson.
3: I've covered many wars and revolutions
2: and crises uh, around the world, and I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing here or what I'm having to deal with here as a professional.
5: ABC's Ian Pannell described the eerie scene in Kabul.
1: Well, we've just been out onto the streets. The most striking thing out there is we didn't see one single woman. Half the population is now hiding behind closed doors.
2: There's deep fear. You know, the Taliban have had an assassination campaign against professional women, women in particular who have a very strong presence.
5: Signage at this beauty salon in downtown Kabul is being whitewashed over. This 12-year-old girl was in tears as she told the world, no one cares about us. And here they are, the new rulers of Afghanistan, taking over the presidential palace, a humiliating end to 20 years of American leadership in a faraway land.
3: Many thought the 20-year war in Afghanistan would have ended a decade ago after Navy SEALs successfully killed Osama bin Laden, the mastermind of the 9-11 attacks. So how does the man credited with shooting bin Laden feel about the Taliban coming back into power? He spoke with Megan Alexander. Seeing Afghanistan
2: fall to the Taliban was not a surprise for the famous Navy SEAL credited with killing Osama bin Laden.
0: The Taliban had always told us, and I knew this when I first went to Afghanistan, they said, you have the clocks, we have the time. They knew they were going to win, and they did. The Afghans were always going to. Um, bow down and run and hide these people don't want to fight they'll never fight top
2: u.s officials looked shell-shocked as they defended president biden friends and foes alike are calling this withdrawal a fiasco
6: you keep changing the the subject to whether or not we should be there forever
2: the fall of afghanistan is shocking the nation but rob o'neill says america's role should have ended years ago with a quick strike in and out
0: We, we should go in Hit them hard, break stuff, point them in the face, say, don't do it again in
2: leave. Are you surprised they gave up without a fight?
0: I mean, part of me doesn't blame them because they know what's going to happen when when the Taliban shows up. <clears throat> you're not going to be you're not going to be lucky enough for them just to kill you. They're going to torture your family in front of you. They're gonna kill everyone you know.
2: President Biden returned to the White House today to speak to the nation after spending the weekend at Camp David. This photo released by the White House shows Biden taking part in a video conference call on the crisis, all alone at the long desk.
6: The truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. So what's happened? Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. The Afghan military collapsed sometime without trying to fight. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision.
0: This will go down in history a lot worse than the fall sign-up.
2: Just one opinion from
3: this American hero.
0: I'm Robert J. O'Neill. I'm the Navy SEAL that killed Osama bin Laden.
3: It's estimated the United States has spent more than $2 trillion on the war in Afghanistan. Now nail-biting video as a woman is dragged into a gator exhibit during feeding time. And you won't believe who jumped in to save her, a dad who just happened to be there watching the show with his family.
5: This family is enjoying a birthday party at a local animal entertainment zoo. Suddenly, the alligator attacks. The beast bites down on the trainer's hand, so she jumps into the glass enclosure to get better leverage. Then, the gator whips the trainer underwater, getting her in a death roll. One by one, the kids are taken away. That's when a brave dad, Donnie Wiseman, who was there with his family, leaps in to do what he can. Without hesitation, he gets on top of the alligator and holds it down. Then the female trainer is able to break free and is pulled to safety. And all this time, the hero dad remains in the enclosure and continues his epic battle with the alligator. Then the female trainer returns and tries to help the dad. She tells him to try to sit upright. That's when he finally finds a way to escape.
2: She's
5: now he's being dubbed Crocodile Donnie after the famous movie character Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. And here is the hero today alongside his family. Was there any point when you got in there and you thought oh boy, I made a mistake here? No, not at all actually. I didn't really even think about any of that. I was just, I needed him to let go. He was going to take her life if I didn't get in there and get her. The zoo, scales and tails in West Valley City, Utah, expressed gratitude to all the civilians involved. These gentlemen could have stayed in the safety zone as most of us would, but instead jumped into the situation and helped secure the alligator. Their help, combined with the training of our staff member, probably saved her life and her limbs. Good job, Crocodile Donnie.
3: Wow officials say the female trainer suffered injuries to her hand. She is expected to make a full recovery. Toilet paper and Clorox wipes are back in stock, but there's a new shortage linked to the pandemic, masks. Yes, as more people decide to wear face coverings again because of the Delta variant. In some areas, masks are running out.
2: There are new concerns today that masks may soon be hard to come by. Online sales are up 50% as mask mandates are reintroduced and parents stock up for back to school. According to USA Today, Masks are selling out in some COVID hotspots. In New York City, we found plenty of masks on store shelves. But down south is a different story.
1: I don't know how long the supplies are going to last. Clearly, in the Northeast, where we haven't had a major surge, masks are widely available. In the Southeast and in the Southwest where uh, COVID-19 has taken off and vaccine rates are very low, these masks are in short supply.
2: Dr. Robert Lajita says in a pinch, cloth masks are acceptable, but paper masks are best, and it's okay to reuse your mask.
1: I sometimes go two, three days with the mask, but that's okay, and I, I don't think uh, I, I think that will preserve the numbers of masks. I don't think you have to change it every day, particularly if you're not working in a hospital or in a place with the public.
2: Here you go. In New York, starting today, you must show proof of vaccination if you want to eat indoors at a restaurant, or go to the gym or the theater. Enforcement will officially start on September 13th, but already there's pushback. USA! USA! Protesters gathered outside the mayor's residence Sunday. This Brooklyn coffee shop is refusing to enforce the order, posting a defiant sign in the window. All customers who wish to patronize are welcome in our establishment. Manager Mary Josephine Generoso has no problem wearing a mask behind the counter, but she says a vaccine mandate goes too far. This is really discriminatory. We are going to now start segregating people based on vaccines. I mean, we've
3: created a new class, vaccinated, unvaccinated. And for 17 long months, students at the second largest school district in the nation have been taking virtual classes. Now they're being welcomed back with lots of safety measures in place. Jim Murray was there as the bell rang on the first day of school.
4: It's a sea of masks as schools reopen in Los Angeles after being shut down for 18 long months. Anxiety and excitement are running high on this first day back. To keep everyone safe, masks are required for all students and teachers. Also, physical distancing is in place, and COVID testing is mandatory. Fourth grader Eddie is ready to get back. And how are you feeling? This has been a long time since you've been back at school.
6: I'm feeling very good. I miss my friends and I miss teachers.
4: But his mom has concerns.
2: You know, I'm very worried about it, but, you know, I'm happy he's back in school.
4: Mom, Cassie, and her two kids are also nervous.
2: I'm concerned just like any other parent, but, you know, our kids
5: need to go back to school. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited.
4: Outside, students are greeted with song and cheer. And kindergartners are taught how to walk, staying socially distanced. Inside this pre-K classroom at Normont Elementary School, all the kids know how to wear their masks. Even the class puppet has one. There's also lots of hand washing. School district board member Jackie Goldberg explains the mammoth job of testing all students for COVID.
2: We're testing about 100,000 students a day. Uh, We spent a lot of our COVID money on making sure that we had tests so that every single adult and every single student on a campus will be tested once a week.
4: But other districts around the country are not taking the same precautions. In Texas, this teacher is in tears because masks are not required. If I die,
3: who's going to
2: take care of my children? And if I end up in the hospital, how am I going to pay those bills?
4: In Florida, three teachers died from COVID within a week. And in Mississippi, where masks are not required, this eighth grade student who returned to school just last week has also died a day after being diagnosed.
3: On Saturday, the number of children hospitalized with COVID-19 in our country hit a record high of just over 1,900. Singer Lizzo usually has pretty thick skin when it comes to her critics, but maybe the haters are getting to her. She just posted a 13-minute video in tears over some rude comments she received after dropping her new music video.
4: Sometimes I feel
2: like the
5: world just don't love me back. Singer Lizzo is in (laughs) tears.
4: I feel so down. i worked hurt so hard.
5: She says she's being fat shamed oh and the target of racist comments on social media after the debut of her new video rumors.
4: All the rumors are true.
5: It's a collaboration with a pregnant Cardi B. She's now addressing the comments head on.
4: It's fat phobic. And it's racist, and it's hurtful.
5: Ironically, lyrics in the song deal with body shaming. Wearing a wig cap, she shares her pain.
4: It's like it doesn't matter how much positive energy you put into the world, you're still going to have people who have something, something mean to say about you.
5: Lizzo couldn't hide her sadness. Like,
3: I hurt so hard. Cardi B is among those coming to Lizzo's defense, tweeting that the nasty comments broke her heart, too. Back with more after this.
1: Next. She married her brother's accused killer. Not
3: your typical relationship.
1: After he served 32 years in prison.
5: Why this guy? Why the guy who spent 32 years behind bars for murdering your brother?
1: Plus, SUNY goes to college. Move-in day for the Olympic champ. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back.
3: It's one of the most eyebrow-raising weddings we've ever covered because the bride is saying, I do, to the man who was convicted of murdering her brother. Stephen Fabian reports. It's
5: a beautiful day for a wedding. The bride, radiant in a flowing gown, her groom, joyful as the ceremony begins. But this is a wedding unlike any you've ever seen. She's marrying the man who was convicted of murdering her brother
2: people are not gonna understand our relationship and I'm okay with that.
5: This bizarre story of a taboo wedding began in 1989 when John Teejan was found guilty of the shooting death of his friend Brian McGarry during an argument. Crystal Strauss was the victim's half sister. The convicted killer served the next 32 years in state prison in Ohio. Then new evidence was uncovered and the conviction was overturned. Just two weeks after his release, he married the murdered man's half sister. could still take you down. The wedding took place in the yard where Tejin is under house arrest as he waits for the start of his new trial. Yes. Is that why you guys had the wedding at your house? Yes, I couldn't take around a honeymoon. The groom's loose pants concealed an ankle monitor.
2: It was beautiful outside. We had a lot of great friends and family here.
5: Crystal Strauss says she is convinced of his innocence and has been since she started corresponding with him in prison.
2: It developed into a relationship, I said I loved him and then
5: he ended up asking me to marry him. And- Somebody will go, hey, Crystal, there's a lot of fish in the sea. Why this guy? Why the guy who spent 32 years behind bars for murdering your brother? Why is he the guy? Honestly, he's a very compassionate person. That's why, what
2: actually attracted me to him.
5: You know, this is a tough question. What happens if John has to go back to prison?
2: I don't see that happening.
3: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> An initial hearing on Daron Cheegan's retrial will take place August 31st. And when we come back, Olympic gold medalist Suny Lee heads to college.
6: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
3: 500-500. Freshmen checking in at Alabama's Auburn University have quite the classmate, an Olympic gold medalist.
4: Suni Lee is officially a college freshman. Wow. <laughs> gold medal winner posed on campus at auburn university in alabama with a simple caption war eagle the school's battle cry suny is getting right into school spirit heading to a pep rally from the looks of it she and her new friends are excited for the new semester
3: and another olympian tennis star naomi osaka appeared at her first press conference since dropping out of the french open citing mental health issues but her return ended in tears.
5: Naomi Osaka breaks down in tears. The 23-year-old tennis star became visibly upset when she was asked why she doesn't like talking to the media. She started wiping tears with her sleeves and covering her face with her hat. Her agent called the reporter a bully whose sole purpose was to intimidate. Okay, I think we're just going to take a quick break. This was Naomi's first time in front of the press since the drama in May when she refused to talk to reporters at the French Open. I'm, I'm proud of what I did, and I think that it was something that needed to be done. She says her fellow Olympians have her back. I think the biggest eye-opener was going to the Olympics and having other athletes come up to me and say that they were really glad that I did what
3: I did. Osaka, who is of Japanese and Haitian descent, says she's donating any prize money from her next tournament to Haiti earthquake relief funds. And when we come back, a daughter freaks her mom. Finally today, you should always listen to mom. If mom wants
2: a ride, it's going to cost her. You have to dance. Dance for what? <laughs> for me to unlock the door. Carrie. This brief performance won't do. I need a better dance than that. So mom delivers some fancy footwork. Okay, now open the door. It worked, but you know what they say about payback. I'll get you back. I will get you back for that
3: one. Oh, beware mom's revenge. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.